Hey everybody! You are listening to the Creative Biolabs podcast, the show that introduces the basics about stem cells and their broad applications. Please contact us if you have any questions or suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to follow the latest updates. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Connie. Thanks for tuning in. Our guest for today is Dr. Benjamin Smith, a journal editor in the field of immunotherapy. Benjamin, thank you for joining us. Nice to meet you, Connie, and thanks for having me. Thank you for coming again. Well, please allow me to provide some background on this topic. Embryonic stem cells are known to give rise to all differentiated cell types in an adult organism, making them pluripotent. This fact has been confirmed through decades of research on mice. In vitro, embryonic stem cells spontaneously aggregate and differentiate to form cystic embryoid bodies, which consist of semi-organized tissues, including contractile cardiac myocytes, striated skeletal muscle, neuronal rosettes, and hemoglobin-containing blood islands. Additionally, this in vitro system has been used to study differentiation events in many tissues and has begun to be used in the discovery and characterization of small molecule pharmaceuticals. Obtaining embryonic stem cells from humans may lead to specific differentiated cell types, and these available cells can be applied to alternative cell therapies for treating various degenerative diseases. For example, there is a strong link between the treatment of diseases related to the hematopoietic system and embryonic stem cells. Maybe you could introduce that, Benjamin? My pleasure. Stem cells derived from embryos have fundamentally different properties from stem cells derived from somatic tissues. Hematopoietic stem cells are the most typical somatic stem cells in adults. They are found in the bone marrow, where all blood cell lines arise. When transplanted into lethally irradiated animals, they rebuild the lymphohematopoietic system. Bone marrow transplantation is widely used to treat congenital, malignant, and degenerative diseases. Therefore, adult hematopoietic stem cells are important targets for genetic modification. However, expressing genes in hematopoietic stem cells is difficult. Furthermore, it has been challenging to maintain and expand hematopoietic stem cells in culture. In addition, concerns have recently arisen about the safety of retroviral gene therapy. So some scholars have proposed using embryonic stem cells as the source of hematopoietic stem cells. This would make it easier to genetically modify stem cell populations ex vivo. This facilitates the discovery of small molecules that affect blood development. Then, it becomes possible to study the genetic and epigenetic effects on hematopoietic cell fate and provide preclinical models for gene and cell therapy. Thanks for your introduction. Based on these points, I think there is a critical question. Do current methods for differentiating embryonic stem cells in vitro yield hematopoietic stem cells capable of long-term hematopoiesis in adults? You raised a very good question, Connie. To date, all published protocols for in vitro differentiation of embryonic stem cells appear to recapitulate the yolk sac stage of hematopoietic stem cells. The developmental maturation of adult-type somatic hematopoietic stem cells is still in question. 
Primitive nucleated erythrocytes are the first blood cells detected in embryonic yolk sacs and embryoid bodies in vitro. These cells express an embryonic form of hemoglobin with a left-shifted oxyhemoglobin dissociation curve, adapting to the low-oxygen environment of the embryo. The embryonic form of hemoglobin serves as a marker of primitive embryonic erythropoiesis. Both the yolk sac and embryoid bodies give rise to multiple, more differentiated myeloid cell types and enucleated red blood cells later in development. These red blood cells express adult globin, making them typical of adult blood. This suggests that yolk sac precursors can transition from primitive to definitive hematopoietic programs. However, the extent of the long-term contribution of yolk sac-derived precursors to adult hematopoiesis remains controversial. I have heard that experimental manipulation of yolk sac blood progenitor cells can reveal the potential for adult hematopoietic transplantation. Is that a reasonable approach? Yes, it is. When marked yolk sac cells from one embryo are transplanted into other embryos, yolk sac progenitors can contribute to blood formation in adults. However, these progenitors cannot engraft if injected directly into adults. But they could be injected directly into the livers of myeloablated newborn mice. In this context, highly purified hematopoietic progenitors isolated from the mouse yolk sac would provide long-term blood production throughout adulthood. The newborn liver apparently preserves the embryonic hematopoietic microenvironment and supports the developmental maturation of yolk sac stem cells. In addition, yolk sac cells could also engraft into irradiated mice. The premise is that yolk sac cells are first cultured on a special supportive stromal cell line taken from the aortogonad mesonephros region of the embryo. Then, the yolk sac cells can adopt an adult profile under the influence of stromal cells. Thus, in fact, the hematopoietic progenitors of the yolk sac appear to be able to maintain adult hematopoiesis. So, do yolk sac progenitor cells play a role in embryonic hematopoiesis? Yes, they do. Based on recent evidence from multiple groups, it appears that yolk sac progenitors contribute to embryonic blood formation and subsequently give rise to a unique source of definitive hematopoietic stem cells that arise within the embryo. There is convincing evidence pointing to a separate and distinct source of hematopoietic stem cells in the aortogonad mesonephros region, which are primarily responsible for lifelong hematopoiesis. Thanks for your explanation. Regarding yolk sac progenitor cells, I have another question. It has proven very difficult to demonstrate that embryonic stem-derived hematopoietic progenitors can repopulate adult mice. What are your thoughts on this matter? You're referring to the challenge of getting embryonic progenitors from embryoid bodies to successfully engraft in adults. This resistance is reminiscent of the engraftment challenges observed for yolk sac progenitors. It may reflect the developmental immaturity of embryonic stem-derived hematopoietic stem cells and the differences in microenvironments between embryos and adults. The in vivo environment is quite complex, and it's unclear whether in vitro differentiation of embryonic stem cells will lead to hematopoietic stem cells resembling those found in the aortogonad mesonephros region. Overcoming this challenge is essential to mimic embryonic stem-derived hematopoietic transplantation. You're absolutely right. Indeed, 
embryoid bodies exhibit a temporal wave of primitive and subsequently definitive hematopoiesis. However, the nature of embryonic stem-derived hematopoietic stem cells has been a subject of great interest. Are there any research results shedding light on this? Certainly. In a seminal study, hematopoietic development within embryonic stem cells is described. The hematopoietic program emerges as the most defined aspect of in vitro embryonic stem cell differentiation. The most primitive hematopoietic progenitor in embryoid bodies is the blast colony forming cell. This cell is transient and possesses both primitive erythroid potential and the capacity to generate definitive erythrocytes and multilineage myeloid colonies upon replating. It also has the potential to form endothelial cells, leading to its classification as a hemangioblast. However, there is limited data demonstrating the lymphoid potential of this cell type. Only one report suggests that cells from embryoid bodies timed to harbor the maximal number of blast colony forming cells could repopulate irradiated adult mice. Nevertheless, this report lacks markers confirming that lymphoid and myeloid cells developed from a single cell committed to the hematopoietic lineage. Therefore, the relationship of the blast colony forming cell to definitive hematopoietic stem cells remains unclear, and it is uncertain whether embryoid bodies support the development of aortogonad mesonephros-like hematopoietic stem cells. It is a bit complicated, but you make it easy to understand. So, when differentiating embryoid bodies, do lymphoid myeloid hematopoietic stem cells develop? Someone has been trying to address this question by attempting to transform that putative cell. They drew from their experience with the disease chronic myeloid leukemia, which is the classical pathological condition of adult hematopoietic stem cells caused by the BCR or ABL oncoprotein. This oncoprotein possesses several unique biological properties that make it particularly well-suited for investigating the nature of primitive blood progenitors within embryoid bodies. It plays a critical role in inducing chronic myeloid leukemia in pluripotent hematopoietic stem cells. At the time of a chronic myeloid leukemia diagnosis, most patients exhibit monoclonal multilineage hematopoiesis, suggesting that the fusion oncoprotein BCR or ABL gives leukemic stem cells a competitive advantage over normal stem cells. Furthermore, transgenic mice carrying BCR or ABL in their germline exclusively develop hematopoietic malignancies, highlighting BCR or ABL's preference for hematopoietic cells while sparing non-hematopoietic tissues. Both lymphoid and myeloid leukemia patients exhibit the Philadelphia chromosome translocation, indicating that the multilineage differentiation of stem cells is preserved despite BCR or ABL transformation. So, can BCR or ABL be used to transform embryonic stem-derived hematopoietic stem cells? Yes, it can. In these studies, BCR or ABL was introduced into differentiated murine embryonic stem cells. A primitive hematopoietic blast cell capable of generating nucleated erythroblasts in vitro was cultured to mimic yolk sac blood formation. Single-cell clones of these cells were selected and expanded, and their clonality through retroviral integration was confirmed. 
After injection into irradiated mice, successful lymphoid myeloid engraftment was observed in both primary and secondary animals. Additionally, the erythroid progenitors from engrafted mice expressed only adult bloban, indicating the development of the definitive hematopoietic program in vivo. BCR or ABL expression facilitated adult engraftment through various mechanisms, such as altering the cell's homing properties, complementing missing cytokine signals, and blocking apoptosis. Therefore, embryonic stem derivatives can adapt to the adult microenvironment and differentiate into multiple hematopoietic lineages. So, these results demonstrate that the embryonic hematopoietic stem cell arises in vitro during embryonic stem differentiation. Am I correct? You are correct. This cell serves as a common progenitor for both primitive embryonic erythropoiesis and the definitive adult lymphoid myeloid hematopoietic stem cell. However, the exact relationship of these cells to the hemangioblast is still unclear, possibly because the BCR or ABL-transformed clones do not seem to have endothelial potential. That makes sense. Well, that concludes our discussion on hematopoietic stem cells in embryos and embryoid bodies for today. We covered three main parts, embryonic hematopoiesis, blood formation in embryoid bodies, and the transformation of an embryoid body-derived hematopoietic stem cell by BCR or ABL. Thank you for sharing your insights. We'll wrap it up here, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you very much. Likewise, have a great day.